When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. another episode of horror movie night this week we are discussing the creeps from 1997 as picked by brian get ready to strap in for some of the worst performances i've ever seen in a full moon pictures (laughs) film uh brian why did you pick this movie which side note side note if you look this movie up on imdb it is not listed as the creeps but the original title, which was the highly offensive, Deformed Monsters. <laughs> yes. I blame Matt for this pick. What? And I will tell you why. Picture this. I'm a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know much about movies. You know, I want to love actors, but I don't really know actors. But I'm a big Sabrina the Teenage Witch fan. So, <laughs> so, so Phil Fondacaro is... Someone that's like, I know that guy. So we see this movie creeps at Blockbuster. We opt not to rent, but I'm like, we got to see that movie. So Matt rents it behind my back, watches it. And then I'm like, let's watch the creeps. He's like, I already saw it. It sucked. And I haven't seen it. This was a first time watch. It took me 21 years to see it. And boy, was it a letdown. But I still saw it. Crossed I tried to protect list. you. I tried to protect you. <laughs> Is this what older brothers do? I think. I took that hit for you so you didn't have to, no. and then you forced me to watch it probably for the third time, because um, I already had it in my DVD collection. I don't remember why or how, so I had to have watched it at least one other time. Man, it's a bad movie. And if you think it's offensive, I, the first half I watched was like uh, William Shatner's Elvira type show he did. And boy, does he really drive home the little jokes in his segments. Say- the one positive I can say about this movie is that they avoided a lot of short jokes. No, but um, 
Will Shatner William made up for it. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, what's good taste? Yeah. Fuck that, I will not. I think it was, I think Frankenstein. Do you think that you could stop Frankenstein with a match? And then when Dracula bites, does he accidentally lose his baby teeth? And I was just like, oh, Will, Will, Will. Oh, how dare you. But yeah, this movie. So one thing that I noticed right away about this movie is that it is definitely shot entirely at night. Like yeah. there was yeah. there was no day shoots, which leads me to believe that most of these people couldn't quit their day jobs to be in the movie. Oh, thank goodness so, for that. So they had to they had to just find time in the evenings to shoot these scenes because there's like a part where where Dracula is like I must rest now, but tomorrow we will go and find the girl. And then it just cuts to the next night immediately. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say this. I think the guy got into the wrong movie. Not Phil Fondacaro. I think the mad scientist, if he was oh, in sweaty like, man? Yeah, if he was in like a, a family, like made for TV movie with like a bumbling mad scientist, I loved him. Like I thought he was just super endearing, but not for this movie. I think that him and the video store clerk are entertaining, but it does not mean that they are good at their job. No, no, that's why I said, you know, like a like but a isn't PBS. their job to entertain. I mean, <laughs> yes, but I'll, I will say the two female librarians are the bottom of the barrel. Oh. In the act. Like they are horrendous. Their opening conversation is so stilted. <laughs> And Matthew, wouldn't. that is hardly the point. Yeah. <laughs> what These are first draft uh, manuscript editions. We find reasons to not let them touch. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys are not not selling me this movie because, like, it had charm. It's bad, but it's not that bad. You guys are bitching and moaning about an hour of your night. And it, it's it. Listen, I am not gonna say that it was a bad watch. I am just saying that in the grand scheme of really bad acting, this is some of the lowest we've had since probably Sick. <laughs> like this is. Oh man. Oh, let's not put this on the same level as Six. <laughs> its own beast. I mean, I there, love Sick. It is a piece of shit, but I love it. There's just uh, certain things that, like, come on. I there's one thing I know that there's not a shortage of. And it's 30-year-old men that you could say, oh, yeah, he's definitely a virgin. But to have the video <laughs> store clerk who looks kind of like a young Bill Pullman and be like, oh, yeah, he's a he's a 37-year-old virgin. No, he's not. Yeah. He is absolutely oh, man. not. He is One of a his, handsome devil. He, he's all right. But he's got this great line where he goes, I'm having witty repartee with the beautiful blonde. Ha, 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 the best characters in this movie, besides the mad scientists, are honestly probably the best dialogue portions of this movie, even though they are ripped straight out of a Kevin Smith script, <laughs> is the dialogue back and forth between him and his coworker at the video store because it is just this like just that they're in a they're in a completely different movie. Like they exist <laughs> in a completely different movie than everybody else. I still say, Matthew, it is hardly the point. Uh, it's so funny because um they they keep making uh lesbian jokes uh, that are like a little too highfalutin for a full moon pictures 
uh, production script um, because the the blonde well they're both blonde the the head librarian is like would you like to go to a reading of Rita Mae Brown and it's like a very famous lesbian poet um and i'm like do you think the 12 year old boys that rented this in the 90s to see some titties are like they really get the rita may brown joke no and and like here's the weirdest thing about being able to see some boobies in this movie this is a pg-13 full moon release in 1997 and i don't know how they got away with that (laughs) and they're also like okay this is horrible to say but they're not worth the price of admission no, no. The, the 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 lead character, her name's Quarles. Um, her her looks in this movie are just uh, Italian hand. It, what was uh, oh stereotypical <laughs> Italian chef? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, like she's basically a prototype for every girl on Instagram right now. Um, and and her hair is beautiful. Like I. I I don't it doesn't look like real hair it looks like a wig so it leads me to believe that it's a wig but um man her makeup is bad a lot of lip liner going on in this film um but first of all they name her Quarles which I think is a really stupid name for a character well it's her last name they call her by her last name uh, yeah yeah, I'm her last saying. name is Quarles, which is fucking stupid because that's no <laughs> that's like in Hellraiser bloodline when her name was Oh, hand job or whatever. I can't remember. It was something It was stupid. not hand job. I would have remembered. <laughs> but anyway, um, she has the best body in the movie. And since she's the survivor girl, she, she can't show it, right? But just this movie is so middle of the road. Like, I don't understand why you guys are so upset. It's just a very inconsistent movie because you have this scene. For the most part, it's a PG-13 kids horror movie and it feels that way. Just because it's very juvenile. But then you have this scene straight out of a John Waters flick where she's masturbating to a manuscript oh of Jane Eyre. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was that was the, the next lesbian joke. Oh, my God. And I was like, what is happening? See, <laughs> like, that, that, that worked for me, though, because I was like, this movie is absolutely ridiculous. They know they're making a bad movie, so they're just having fun with it. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I just – it is very – listen – we got to talk about something next week that is on a whole different plane. Yeah, this is not the worst movie I've watched this week. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, just my favorite as So two things I do like. I like the library scene where all the creeps come into the library. It's a well-placed, like, it's it works because it's paced exactly like a universal horror film from the 30s. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which is cool. I also love that they somehow defeat the creeps through the power of words and speeches <laughs> i really like how uh phil fondacaro is like well he's dracula so i guess we should probably explain the concept of this film is that the mad scientist is trying to get back at people in the world he's like an incel i guess kinda. oh i was gonna i was going i was torn on if i was gonna make that joke but i'm glad you went there for- <laughs> Absolutely. He's like, we've got to get back at all the women. He's like, like, there's that one who was mean to me at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was not for the current climate politically, that would have been a really funny joke on like scrubs. But like, now it's like, oh, God, there are people who really super think like this. And that's sad. But yeah, he 
I mean, can we all do our best impression of him saying literally anything? I think that, I mean, Brian, go ahead. I, I don't know if I can top you. Here, yeah, no, I want Scott to, and then I have one. Okay, I got one. I, I actually did write one down. I happen to be expanding the boundaries of human knowledge. You're just a librarian. <laughs> okay, so there's that one. I like when he's flustered. So he'll just be like, and um, once I make you tall, then I'll take over. <laughs> I love it. I actually love it. All right, Brian, hit us uh, with yours. Uh, all right. <clears throat> <laughs> and that's the best I can do. <laughs> no, he was. They were like, "Hey, channel Porky Pig." Um, which, like, so here's the thing. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in Virginia for Scares of the Care, and I stayed with uh, friends of the podcast, Zach and Katie, and they. Zach showed me his college film that he was in. Um, and the best part about watching it was him saying, this is the part of the movie where the director told me to channel this character. And what I can say about Zach's acting is whoever you t tell him to channel, he's knocking it out of the park. Because, <laughs> like, he's like, coming up next is the scene where they told me to channel Ari Gold from Entourage. And I swear to God, I thought Ari Gold was on that screen for a couple minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> they absolutely were like, think Porky Pig. <laughs> oh, man. Trying to think of what else. I mean, I will say this, Phil Fondacaro. Boy, is he he give a, he gives a hundred and ten percent. Well, can we, we, he's we like Robert Englund. That cares. Yeah, yeah, he is the only one. Well, I think that the mad scientist cares too. Um, he's he's giving it his all. Sorry, the mad scientist cares too much. Phil Fondacaro <laughs> cares the just exact enough. right amount. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Phil Fondacaro is like <laughs> we we have an acting Goldilocks situation <laughs> over here because <laughs> because the female the female star doesn't care at all. The mad scientist cares way too much, but Phil Fonacaro is just right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's explain the conceit of this film. So the mad scientist uses original manuscripts to create monsters. So he makes Dracula, the mummy, werewolf, and Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Um, and but they're all short because he did something wrong. So I Phil think... Fonacaro comes out and he's like, um, uh, if memory serves, I was significantly larger when I was fictional. <laughs> um, but he's uh, he's just kind of chill. He's just yeah. like, okay, well, you're gonna fix it, I guess. Uh, and he's not really that menacing. And so the whole point is to like, they need a virgin to um, to to do the process again to use her their the 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 virgin's soul or whatever to give well, them extra height right so what i understand the way i understand it is that the problem was that the virgin was never fully sacrificed and because it was that version that the process started with it has to be her to complete the process okay because she got off of the sacrifice table and then took the manuscripts before everything was done gotcha um so that's my look that's me piecing it together on my own. They hey, did not. You're... They did. They didn't live. Leave a great bread trail crumb thing here for us. But, <laughs> but uh, what I do like in retrospect 
is that the creeps are also heroes. Really, the only villain is the mad scientist in this yeah. movie. The creeps just want to either get back to their original size or get sent to where they're originally from. Those they're are all kind of okay with the fact that they're not real. They're that they're that they're fictional characters. Yeah, they just get upset when people point it out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty much it. Like they're really chill. They're they're very very okay with the situation. Um, but. I forgot there's also a Gertrude Stein acquisitions joke that the uh, head librarian makes, um, which is also funny because she was a feminist icon. And, you know, it's just like there was an Anne Rand joke, too. I don't know about what I'm just I just wrote down all the the jokes that I thought the head librarian was trying to make about being a lesbian. Um, Here's the here's the saddest thing right now for me is that you have a knowledge of all of these literary things, and I followed up the watching of this by finishing the first season of The Jersey Shore. So <laughs> one of us is definitely in a better cultural standing this weekend than the other. <laughs> I, okay, so was Behind the Curtain, um, I went to see Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and I called Matt on the way back because it kind of seems to be what we do is we when we do it in theaters now, we usually like call just to to give a quick like heads up on on. Yeah, first you think it was good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Talk that, about it. Yeah. Are, are we going to talk about this? Yes. Uh, so um, Matt was like, you got to make it quick because I'm going to do something that's pretty embarrassing. And I was like, are you shitting your pants? And he was like, no, I wish I was. I'm actually going to be watching the Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? It taught me all about that that GTL life. So, and... oh my god. <laughs> uh, so a couple things about the uh, oh, so the werewolf doesn't look like a werewolf. No, no not at all. Like he looks a, like a bat. He looks like the the cops in uh, Duke Nukem. He looks <laughs> he looks like that. <laughs> so here's a question: Who would win in a fight, Wolfman from the Creeps or the Farting Bat from Rockula? Ooh, Wolfman from the Creeps. You think? Yeah. So here's the thing. Farting Bat has farts to work with. Wolfman from the Creeps has drooling on the camera and staining the lens. The Farting Bat is a turtle on its shell. He does nothing. He can't even fly. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the, the Wolfman's the only one that got to feel some boobage. Yeah, but that's not Mm. Which was so not consensual at all. No. No, no. That scene I will say the the reveal of the nudity has probably my favorite line in the in the whole film where he's like, well, you know, she she can't work because she has to be a naked virgin between the ages of 25 and 35. And (laughs) Phil Von Akar is just like, well, we can make her naked. And then all of a sudden (laughs) the clothes just get like ripped off. You it know is what? the most fan service moment in the whole movie. That's what I'm saying is this movie knew exactly what it was. But I also um, I loved how <laughs> um, uh, when when the head librarian is is about to be stripped down by Phil Fondacaro's magic, because that's how Dracula works. Um, he, he goes are you a virgin? And she goes, well, um, I guess it depends what you consider virginity is. And they're like, you know, male penetration. She's like, yep, I'm a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which like side note, you heard the conversation. 
between the side. Why would you be like, yes, I'm 33 years old? Because be like, nothing I'm 36. Just, just missed it. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Now you can't turn me into a Viking opera singer. Yeah, and what that? Okay, that is the worst part of the movie. That is the part that made me cringe. Is that when she gets turned into that Viking operetta Valkyrie, whatever, and then gets. I mean, the special effects are shit. I mean, we don't even need to talk about that. But I don't understand. I, I just don't understand why that – if they're monsters, why wouldn't they turn her into a female monster? Yeah, she could have turned into the Bride of Frankenstein or something. Yeah, that would have made absolute sense. I was even going more obscure like a woman in white, like just something cheap. But yeah. I don't know. That's really dumb. Um, or a ghost. <laughs> or a ghost. So – the um. Oh, 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 um, there, there's a line that I do, I, I'm trying to remember where, what this part, part of the movie was. You're going to go around all eternity with a step stool so you can bite people in the neck? Um, at, is that when Dracula, um, meets the, um, meets the, the records or the video store guy at his house? No, I, that's not right. I think so. Uh, I don't know, but uh, if Matt was ever trying to defend himself against someone saying he was a virgin, I would assume it would sound something similar to what happens here, where he goes, she had a mole on her thigh. She had pink panties. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually where my notes stopped. Like they, I was I was trying to go strong first third of the movie, and then I had literally had four notes for the end. Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's like. It's not the best movie that we've ever had to sit and talk about because there's not a whole ton to work with. But it was still thing. not painful. Like the, the the pain was very minimal here. This is true. This yeah, is true. it wasn't. It it went by pretty quick. I mean, I watched it in two sittings, but it, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely moved. It definitely yeah. moved. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right. Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm -hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama real time i'm gary sinews that's the that's ad. ad that's the ad that's the ad it was exactly what i needed after watching a, a family member's ashes get buried so thanks brian oh, jesus christ <laughs> you were so nonchalant you're blaming about that me for uncle movie. al's death what did i do <laughs> <laughs> Because um, you pick the creeps. He would have loved this movie. <laughs> First of all, the reason we're making jokes about it is because Uncle Al is so happy right now, wherever he is. <laughs> For the past half a decade, I would reach out to him maybe once or twice a year. And every time I'd say, there you go. Hello. And I go, hey, Uncle Al. Oh, Brian. How you doing, Uncle Al? Oh, terrible. Terrible. Everything hurts. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> But yeah, we can cut that part. Uh, Why? <laughs> Uncle Al must live on. <laughs> now I'm going to be 34. Uh, uh, my Uncle Al. <laughs> I need a version 35 to 45. 
Um, all right. So what's your double features with this bad boy? Brian, you made us sit through this. You get to pick. I don't want to take yours. I'll go for it. I've no, got I'm three not. backups. I, I have two back. I have two, and I feel like you're going to go for, for either of them. So I'm going to go one that you probably won't go for, um, which is House of Fr- Frankenstein. Um, yes. Doesn't have the mummy, but it involves Dracula, Wolfman, and Frankenstein all in the same house. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. How about you, Scott? Well, I'm going Waxwork just because, I mean, it's a good movie, and it's fun, and it has pretty much all the same characters as this movie. I'm going to say the one that I'm pretty sure Brian had written down and chose Monster not to go Squad. with. Yep, one of my all-time favorite movies, Monster Squad. Uh, also on my backup list was going to be uh, Ghoulies 2. Okay. See, I, my, my second one I thought you would take, which was uh, – or not take, but was one of your backups, which is Abbott and Costello uh, meet Frankenstein. Ooh, I yeah. – you know what? I probably would have enjoyed that. And then um, – what was the other one that I I didn't even write it down because I I was hoping that I could get at least Ghoulies two, <laughs> but I I did have a backup. Uh, where's that fucking movie? It's that horribly offensive film starring Gary Oldman, Tiptoes. Never Tip-toes. heard of it. Tiptoes is considered one of the worst movies ever made with Gary Oldman. So it's written and directed by Matt Bright. Uh, who did Freeway and Forbidden Zone, and it's starring Peter Dinklage and Gary Oldman, but they both play dwarfs. So Gary Oldman does the entire movie with the kneecaps and shoes. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. And this this had to be recent. 2007. Holy hell. Yeah, I watched it once just to see how bad it was, and it's like... It's bad. Like, it's offensive, and it's also not like, oh, this is so bad, it's entertaining. It's just a very boring, trying-to-take-itself-serious family drama. I'm just saying, I want them to be able to work, (laughs) especially in a live-action space. Gary Oldman, you have no trouble finding it work. Maybe now, but still, you're uh, set. Well, so, I and and Megan and I have been watching um, this show that I've mentioned before called Harlots. It's a Hulu original, and... um, we we watched the first season we loved it we were like oh i hope they make a second season they did we didn't even know and they started season three uh like three or four weeks ago and we were like wait we missed season two let's watch it so we watched it and one of the main characters in season well one of the new characters that becomes uh, a fixture is a, a short woman and she has tons of screen time it's awesome nice um, you will use that to bounce into what did we watch this week? Can I talk about a trailer? Yeah, why two not? Tra- oh, two gonna... trailers. Uh, for, it's a TV show trailer. Okay. His Dark Materials. Did you guys ever read those books? The His Dark Materials, uh, by Philip. No, Pullman? but I definitely heard of them. So the Golden Compass is. Uh, yeah. Okay. That was that movie version that came out. So it's three books. Um. And they're some of Megan's favorite. And I think that they are somewhat overshadowed by Harry Potter because they came out. I think they came out pretty close to the same time. But um, it's a you know young female protagonist and she's badass. And it's like uh, it, it, had, it was a huge deal uh, because, yeah, people were upset with Harry Potter because they thought that it was witchcraft. But his Dark Materials is pretty much like atheism for kids. It's 
awesome. <laughs> it's like, don't trust the Catholic Church, you know, basically. And uh, they, they made that movie back in, I want to say... All I remember is polar bears with metal. Yeah, that's Jorg Bernison. He's a he's a battle bear. Um, <laughs> but but uh, they so they made that movie um, and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I want to no Nicole Kidman was in it and um, it didn't do great. I mean it was you know it, it, I don't think that it was a really great movie, but it just it kind of fizzled because they were going to do the whole trilogy um, and I think they lost money. But in any case, they are now doing a TV show version of it um and i want to say that's hbo and it looks baller and the male lead is our boy lin manuel miranda so i don't know if he can act act i know that he can write the best music musicals and um some of the best pop songs you've ever heard but uh, we'll find out if our boy can uh, can act. So I liked him in Mary Poppins. So Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins. I don't care how bad that Cockney accent was. I was charmed by him. I haven't watched it. I uh, Megan loves uh, Julie Andrews way too much to uh, to to watch the Mary Poppins with uh, Emily Blunt, and she Aww. loves Emily Blunt, but she just doesn't want to see it. I well, I'll sit down and talk to her because I <laughs> Mary Poppins is my number one favorite Disney film of all time, and I really enjoyed Mary Poppins Returns because Emily Blunt did such a different twist on Mary Poppins, where like hers was a little bit more like the book Mary Poppins, where, where she's, she's very bitchy. cold. Yeah, yeah, she's like a little cold, a little bitchy, but then you see like little flickers of her being like a sweetheart versus the Julie Andrews version, which is a sweetheart with little flickers of being cold and bitchy, (laughs) (laughs) which is basically like, you know, Julie Andrews to a T right there. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So Brian, how about you do? What did you watch? So one of my favorite comedians just put out a new special on Netflix and it is great. Um, he's a very, very dry comic. His name is Todd Barry. Um, his new special spicy honey is I love it so much. Um, my suggestion to anybody that doesn't, that has never heard Todd Barry or never seen Todd Barry is give it 15 minutes. If you don't find it funny, stop watching. You know, it's not like it's, it, it, he's a very uh, acquired taste, I guess what I've come to learn because I've tried to get so many people into him and they just don't find it funny. Um, but he's great. I think I brought him up on the show before. He does the whole bit about movies being too long, and like how uh, movie lengths are like the base, the basis of if he's gonna watch. He's like, oh, this movie's won a few Academy Awards. I might want to put this on. Ugh, two hours and ten minutes. Let's see what Jim Belushi can pump out in seventy nine minutes. <laughs> like he's very like dry like that. That's one of his like first stand ups, I think. But yeah, his new one's great. All right, uh, I'm going to go with a movie that's not a very Matt Kelly movie, but I was shocked by how much I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I walked myself on down to the the, mo- the Megaplex, and I checked out Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, even though I don't think I've watched any of the Fast and Furious movies, yeah, or maybe I, I watched I one of them. Ask, I didn't ask, but I thought that you had seen all of them and you were watching it because you're a completist, but that's really shocking to me that you haven't watched No, just the trailers caught my attention, and I do like The Rock and Jason Statham, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can enjoy those two having a banter. Um, movie is 
definitely what they're trying to do with these films, because there's definitely going to be another one. It made a ton of money is that they want to do these as almost like modern day lethal weapon films where they're way more of a comedy that just has crazy action sequences, but it's got a lot of Marvel esque action in it. Cause it's very sci-fi in the way that what? it plays out. So they're like fighting sci-fi. E. So they're fighting against a guy that Shaw thought he had murdered, but had been rebuilt out of robot parts. What? By, by what? Like an, yeah. By like an evil government. That's trying to basically, they want to release a virus that will kill anybody with weak immune systems and then just make everyone else robot superhumans. Um, so that's the premise of this wacky ass movie. And then it's written and directed by the guys who did the Deadpool movies. And it's got cameos from like Kevin Hart and uh, Ryan Reynolds. And it's just so goofy. It knows what it is the whole time. I had a blast watching it, especially Ryan Reynolds, who literally is just playing Deadpool, Deadpool not yeah. burned up. Like, yeah, yeah. like they just were like, be manic, be goofy, make as many pop culture references as you can and just fucking go wild. I'm sure Kevin Hart was great in it. He uh, he's he a great an cameo. Oh, he's a cameo king. He just can't yeah. be a leading man. No, um, <laughs> he he plays an air marshal in a scene where they're literally about to start fighting in a plane, and he pops out from the seat in front of him, goes, tries to like calm down the situation, and keeps trying to convince them that they're all the same. He's like, "We're all the same." It's like we all got our own powers. He's like, "You." You're clearly some crazy muscle head that knows way too much about cars. He's like, and you, you look like you work out 100 times a day. And me, I spend up to 12 hours in a giant canister filled with people farts on the off chance that someone tries to take it over. <laughs> Man, you... That is my new term for airplanes. <laughs> Man, I can't believe that this was not marketed better because this is like such a horror movie night movie it, it is the only problem is the last like 30 minutes goes a little long so i would scott if you had any interest in it this is certainly a rental and whenever you're getting bored by the action sequences just fast forward until people are talking again yep. because the last like 30 minutes is just a giant action piece which is entertaining by how over the top it is but certainly didn't need the movie to go two hours and 15 minutes yeah like, i don't know absurd. man a two like, hour and 15 minute action flick yeah i don't I was know like, how that needs to be cut down yeah like i don't i don't understand one of like the most praised episodes of um game of thrones is the battle at night watch and it's just an hour battle scene and it's like the most daunting episode for me to watch because it's a bunch of faceless people getting murdered and it's just like all right this is fun for 20 minutes now isn't we're like that what everybody watches that show for though is just to see random people get killed and raped yeah, it's and for the, the witty banner yeah <laughs> i'm in it for the witty banner anyway um so that was the creeps from 1997 as picked by brian yeah that's, that's the end of our <laughs> summer season um we're gonna Get back to the listener submit it month. Um, we're kicking it off with uh, one of the worst. Uh, I, that's no, that, worst it is one of the worst movies we've discussed. Or we're is this to... this is listener submit it? No, yeah. no, no, we're starting listener submit it month next week. Okay, yeah. no, I was because I was very angry and I didn't know at whom. Yeah, I was like, is this Scott pick? It's our own to... fucking fault because the the email was so nice that we were like, yeah, this will be fine. 
I uh, so I will say I don't know if we'll we'll get into it. But we watched the movie. One of you guys emailed us about it. We're not going to give any hints. We want you to sit and stew and wonder which film we hated. And wonder. unless you pay for our Patreon, then you'll know in advance. Yes, this is true. Uh, and in that case, you're right. And I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> uh, but we will be back next week with one of those episodes. But in the meantime, you can get plenty of cool stuff. As Scott mentioned, the Patreon at patreon.com backslash HMM podcast, where you get early releases of episodes, bonus content, all types of cool shit. So you want to go and swing over there. Check that out. Uh, also, you know, follow us on all of our social media. And at the time that you're listening to this, Scott and I are gearing up to do a live episode at the creature feature weekend in gettysburg that's going to be friday night at 9 p.m right before the frankenhooker live commentary so definitely want to make it out there for creature feature weekend this friday i mean we'll be there saturday and portions of sunday as well but friday it's going to be the horror movie night 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 anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's it we'll be back <laughs> We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.